This is Agents Influence Podcast. Real-time payments we are actually seen in, in countries around the world like UK, India, other countries have rapidly taken off. The US were, I think, we're at a tipping point where we'll be seeing the proliferation of real-time payments in the coming months. So I think that's become real in the coming year itself in a very significant basis. Right? I think what is what is definite is that change is definite and innovation is definite. And I think you know staying abreast of that. But keeping the consumer in mind, I think, is critical. I'm Jason Cass, and we're going to help you think differently. Change your agency. Change your finances. Change your family. And in the end, we're going to change an industry. Let's go. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome, all you loyal listeners, to Agents Influence, where I am having conversations here with Mr. Sanjay Gupta today. I'm glad you joined us. And we're going to talk about digital payments. Now, here's the deal Um, I don't assume this one to be a really long one because we're going to get right to it. We're going to give some power punch in when we do this. But Sanjay, um, uh, why he is interesting to me is, you know, we love uh, digital payments. We, everybody, loyal listeners, you know, ePay Policy is a huge person um, and a huge partner of ours, which we use in our agency. This doesn't have to do so much with digital payments as to me sending to the to our client and our client paying us. We're going to talk about a survey and some stuff that I found pretty interesting that had to do um, with digital payments as opposed to the carrier to the person who has a claim, right? The person we're actually serving and the claim that they're having at that time, that adjustment. So today, what I wanted to bring was Sanjay Gupta. I know it's a terrible joke, but not the one from CNN. I know you probably get that a lot. I, my team, Sanjay, really thought that. Whenever they saw they're like, whoa, Sanjay Gupta. I said, well, Sanjay Gupta is a doctor. Maybe this Sanjay is a lot more interesting. He's in the insurance industry, right? <laughs> well, Jason, uh, thanks, first of all, for having me on the podcast. Uh-huh. Like you mentioned that uh, I also love digital payments. And please don't take any medical advice from me. Uh, <laughs> but I do get asked the question a lot about, are you the Sanjay Gupta? And, and I say, of course I am. I am the Sanjay Gupta. I don't know about others that yeah. may be out there. <laughs> uh, that's a good answer. That's a good answer. Sanjay, are you an um, iPhone user or, or are you a Droid user? So I've been uh, much more within the Apple uh, family and have been an mm-hmm. iPhone user for a good number of years. Got okay. introduced to it initially uh, through some pressure from, from my kids and peers. But I've been quite a loyalist uh, Apple follower for the past good number of years, Jason. Sanjay, do you uh, love to win or do you hate to lose? Uh, I love to win. <laughs> so it's always about, you know, let's not play defense, let's be offense, but in the right way, uh, Jason. I think that's really important. That really whatever we too. play, we play hard, we play fair, and uh, we all play to win. Correct. I agree with you there. Uh, my next question is, is, if there's two things in the world that would get you to where you are, skill or luck, which one would you say has been a bigger factor in your life? So uh, I clearly believe in both. But what I found is, like some other people have said, that when I apply more skill, I find myself to be more lucky, uh, Jason. Right. So I think that luck comes along with skill and dedication. That, that is right. That is right. Um, so take us back to 
high school, college, bring us forward. How'd you get to where you are right now, Sanjay? No, sure. So just in a quick background about myself, as you mentioned Please. that uh, I'm the executive vice president at ACI Worldwide. And uh, ACI Worldwide is in the space of digital payments globally, including real-time payments. Personally, uh, I, I was born in India and I've been quite a global citizen. So my early schooling and childhood was in the US. I was out on the West Coast for okay. a number of years in Seattle, Washington. Mm, beautiful this place. This is uh, before. Uh, I'm somewhat dating myself, Jason, because this is before the Starbucks days and before Microsoft days. Uh, it's actually the time when uh, there used to be the Seattle Supersonics and uh, they won the NBA you know, way, way back when. So it's uh, way back from when. those. From, Sean uh, Kemp, Gary times. Payton, you know, on the glove, <laughs> all those guys, Sanjay, yeah. Yeah, so it, from those days. And then I went back to India, did my uh, did undergraduate in electronics engineering, and then did an MBA, business school from India. And then after joining a large group in India called the Tata Group, uh, I joined consulting. Uh, I was a management consultant with McKinsey. I think my wife and family would say we are in too many places around the world, eight countries and four continents over a number of years, Jason. <laughs> before moving to the U.S. full-time. Wow. Came to the East Coast and then uh, moved to Colorado. And uh, I've actually now Goodness for the past few years in Florida. Goodness gracious. You haven't just seen the world. You've seen America. <laughs> so that's great. And he's in Naples right now, uh, uh, loyal listeners, before we got on, actually. We were talking about that. You guys, all my loyal listeners know that I'm looking at Southwest Florida to move to here in the next couple of months. So, Shanze, that's great. Now, you got into the digital payments, and you you have a passion, obviously, for it. Let's be honest. This digital payment wasn't around 5, 10, 15 years ago. It was, but it wasn't mainstream like it's really becoming now. And so many of our clients at claim time still get the paper check, right? They still get that. Um, what have you seen in some of this stuff? Talk about your experience and then also this survey that you've uh, that you relayed to me. Sure, Jason. Uh, so as you mentioned, I've been in the digital payment space for many years. And uh, also the time that I've, I've personally found this exciting for all the years. It's actually great that we're getting a lot of interest, as you mentioned, particularly in the past five, six, seven years across the industry, across our clients, across end consumers, right? Because you're mm -hmm. saying digital payments is pervasive and it's becoming more and more real. But, uh, you mentioned about the survey, so we would really like to get uh, reach out to end consumers to hear what they want. What are they seeing? You know, what are the The person who had the claim. The person who had the claim, right? So like okay. you or me, like the end consumer. Right. Uh, our clients are actually the insurance companies. We also work with a lot of corporates, but we like to get the end consumer input. So we reached out, we did a broad-based survey uh, recently and got insights about consumers and particularly around the insurance claims and the disbursements, you know, the claims, the refunds that they get from the insurance okay. companies. And we got some interesting findings from that, uh, Jason. So one of the key findings was that uh, consumers, not surprisingly, they really want choice and they want choice on how they would receive their insurance claims. They, they value uh, digital payments but at the same time, a lot of them don't feel that they're getting choice. In fact, uh, I think almost half, 49% in the survey said that they receive a check in the mail, whereas less than 20% would actually want that. So there's a big disconnect in terms mm -hmm. of the choice that they get for their insurance claim payment. We also heard that a number of them value security. So they want secure options to receive the payment. 
uh, and then they also want speed. So the whole notion about real time and real time payments, uh, you know, pardon the pun, but your real time payments becoming more and more real uh, mm-hmm. by the month. It's already real in a number of countries around the world. Mm-hmm. I think is is a strong value is what we found from the survey that we did just just quite recently. Right. I definitely can see it. I mean, if anybody can receive it electronically, um, do they receive it electronically to an app and then they transfer the money or is it deposited right into their checking account? So uh, there are options, in fact, optionality. And so a number of consumers, even in the services that we provide where the insurance company can make a payment directly to the end consumer. So again, you know, like you or me, if you're making a claim, and uh, there are also now ways where you can make that in real time or near real time, where okay. if you give your debit card and your debit card is linked to a, your bank account, using that debit card, you can actually get that claim paid out within minutes. There's wow. other ways where if you're on their app and depending upon the insurance company and the carrier, that you can actually get the payment done through the app uh, again, but into, into your account. So effectively it's yep. coming to you as the end consumer and it's coming in a, in a secure way, in a fast way, in a way that you want. Okay, so Sanjay, this is great. I love you giving us behind the scenes because us agents just live in our own little cocoons of agencies helping our clients, uh, which happen to be your clients well as the end user. Um, so is this your app or are you making this integration into the carrier's app? So like, let's say we just use, let's say carrier A, they have their own app and the customer, are they using that to make the claim or do you have a separate thing they have to go to, Sanjay? No, so, so ASIN Worldwide, we work with, with businesses. So we work with carriers and uh, the uh, the consumers are the carrier's consumers. So Correct. we work with, with the carriers very closely on different options that they want. Um, and that's what we do as a, as a payments company. So in case the, the carrier has got an app, we'd work with them to enable that for payments. Okay. Or if they have a website and we want to enable that website or offer this. So we are a business to business to consumer, a B2B to C, uh, okay. digital payments company and a global company at that. And so we'd work with them very closely on offering that. Um, okay. We also offer it through the mobile channel. So we have a, a particular application, what we call mobile presentment, where it's a patented uh, technology where you can actually interact with your end consumers if you're a carrier and even present different bills, interact with them, set up communications and use a mobile first technology for interaction on both digital inbound payments as well as for disbursements. So you, so you, so your uh, company A has their own app. You can integrate with that. So that'd be nice. But a lot of companies, as you know, which is embarrassing, Sanjay, don't even have their own app, right? I mean, large companies don't even have their own app. And so in that situation, if it's a regional carrier or something, then they could, you have an app that the care that the carrier could give to the end consumer that then will help that transaction of that claim better. Am I hearing that right? Yeah, so what we do is suggest we've, we've got a variety of digital methods. So it doesn't have to be just an app. Okay. Uh, it, can, it can be on the web. So okay. you could have a, a website and we could be have that integration to the website. Uh, we can offer the ability to interact with mobile consumers through an enrollment process, which again, you as a carrier can offer. So there's a variety of options that we have to connect with the carriers and consumers in okay. electronic and digital means. Dude, that's awesome. Where do you see this going, Sanjay? 
We, I mean, here we are. You're telling me that we can get a payment. Uh, the co consumer, um, end user, could get a payment within minutes. Yeah. Inside, let, let, are we getting? Do you, are you going to see? I want to answer. I want to hear your question. Your answer. So think of your answer right now. But do you see augmented reality coming into this? Do you see other type of technology, maybe that's not being used, that can even enhance it faster or better? What are you seeing? So Jason, that, that's a great question. And also on, on a lighter side, having moved to Florida in the past two years, this becomes even more real and personal given the hurricane season that I'm encountering here versus uh, when I was in Colorado. Uh, I bet. Uh, Jason. But uh, a few key things. One is that what we're seeing in the relatively what I'd call near to medium term, and then what we call horizon two or horizon three, what we're seeing beyond that. So in, okay. the, in the fairly near term, what we're actually seeing is a big ongoing drive on three things. You know, one is on user experience. So users are, are naturally, and I think, you know, deservedly becoming more and more demanding in terms of options, choices, their user experience, right? So mm -hmm. any carrier that is not looking at user experience is likely to fall behind. That's one. Agreed. The second is around a mobile first experience. And that's what we're seeing as a big, big trend that's already here and that's rapidly increasing. You know, for instance, we did some research around the use of mobile wallets and the use of mobile wallets has more than doubled in the past year itself. So it's still on a small base, but it's rapidly getting there. And the third thing, which is still uh, not fully there, Jason, is real-time payments. And real-time payments we've actually seen in, in countries around the world like UK, India, other countries have rapidly taken off. The US, were, I think we're at a tipping point where we'll be seeing the proliferation of real-time payments in the coming months. So I think that will become real in the coming year itself in a very significant That's basis. Right? In terms of other areas, which we talk about Horizon 2 and 3, I think absolutely there will be alternates that, that come in. So you, know, you hear about already where people are saying, I want to be integrated to my home system, whether it's Alexa or Google Home and be able to interact, you know, get, get disbursements done, get payments done through that. Augmented reality, absolutely. You know, it's again, it's, uh, it's probably again more horizon two slash three, maybe horizon three. But mm -hmm. these things I think will absolutely be there. So I think what is, what is definite is that change is definite, Jason, and innovation is definite. And I think, you know, staying abreast of that, uh, but keeping the consumer in mind, I think is critical, right? So all, all so of that- what do, you, what do you mean by digital wallet? I think you do, but I want to, what is that? What does that mean? Hello, loyal listeners. Hey, are you a local agent struggling to find markets for your client? Maybe you, maybe not. Look no further than Nation Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, as they say it in the cool world, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business, AK Agency. Don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. Cast certified. So uh, a digital wallet, uh, there's a variety of flavors of digital wallet. But think about, you know, for instance, you have Apple Pay. Yeah, okay, that's wallet. what I thought. Samsung you have, you know, Google Pay, and pay. You have Google your pay. PayPal wallet, which is emerging. There are others which are, which are emerging, which you can basically, you know, interact using your phone or, or electronic device and store it. Yeah, just kind of like that. Uh, loyal listeners, if you're looking at the screen, you can kind of see mine. It doesn't give away credit cards, but all my credit cards and debit cards and everything are on there.
You know one of the biggest pains in the butt, Sanjay? Is when you go yeah. to a place that doesn't accept it. It creates, you know, it creates a consumer like me to have friction. Because I have everything in here. 90% of the time I can use it. It seems like it's the one time I don't have my card that I go into some place. You know what's worse? Walmart. Walmart used to take the digital app. Now, now they don't take it. So it'll say, I'm like, Home Depot. They used to take the thing. Now, my Home Depot, they just redid all of the payment systems. They don't take the, the, the Samsung or the Apple. I'm like, folks, are who... Who's in your technology department that's that's doing this? I mean, it's a frustrating thing for me. I actually quit going to Home Depot and went to Lowe's. Let me tell you another story, Sanjay, is that I was with a local bank. I don't like the big corporate banks, right? I mean, they're good. I'm not saying I down them, but I want to support local. I am with U.S. Bank, a national of national bank. I went to my bank in town, People's Bank, nice little local 40-some branches, nice place. And I said to him, I said, hey, um, I keep trying to scan my debit cards into my Samsung Pay. And it keeps saying, sorry, you, the, the bank that you have is not part of this. So I went to the, and so I know the vice president and the CEO. And I said to him one day at a chamber event, I said, hey, when are you guys going to get that? They said, Jason, now this was about two to three years ago. They said, Jason, it's not even on our horizon. I literally... Uh, within the next week, went and got all my money out of that bank and moved it over to U.S. Bank because I could use that service. And that hurt me, Sanjay. I'm a, I'm a local business who competes against the state farms and the Geico's every day, and I try to get you to keep your business local. But it taught me something. It taught me that my consumers, whether or not they have a great relationship with me, convenience and getting solutions solved is more of a concern than theirs because I was that person, right? It was more important for me to be able to have the convenience of using my digital wallet than was it for me to have the feeling of knowing I was banking local. That makes sense? Oh, no, absolutely. I can relate to that in so many different ways, Jason, but you're right. It drives me, you know, it's, it's also infuriates me when you have big corporations they're not focused upon the, the consumer and the consumer experience. And you walk in and they don't have the, the for instance, the frictionless payment options that you'd mm -hmm. want. So that's where, you know, at least at least I weren't going to pay a huge amount of time. Uh, just a personal anecdote, you know, also mm -hmm. on the local side. So we have, uh, there's a, a local farmer's market that I had, you know, earlier in Denver. We've got one here in Naples, Florida as well. And earlier they would only take cash. And in the past couple of years, you find these small you know, local villagers, they've taken to the user experience because they're listening to their consumers and they offer you very convenient, very slick you know, digital payment options, which are mm -hmm. secure. And they're actually seeing that their consumer experience improving, their sales are improving, uh, the repeat customers are improving because sometimes you, know, you just don't have that, that cash or you just run out of it and you wanna make a payment through your, now your mobile phone. So absolutely, Jason can relate to that. And innovation says it doesn't need to start the big corporation. It can actually start local. It can start small. And whosoever is listening to the consumer and providing these options, I think is, is positioning themselves to be winners in the medium to long term. I do agree. I do agree emphatically. I mean, I go to buy some cucumbers. I don't have cash. And you know the thing about it, Sanjay, I'm so used to not having cash. When I go to the farmer's market on Saturday, 
I like go, oh man, you know, I didn't bring cash. And my wife's like, oh, I only have like $10 on me because we don't keep cash. And, you know, but you, you are so right. You get so much more out of the consumer because I do have the money. I just don't have access to it. So really all you're doing is allowing me to have access to the money that I'm trying to give to you. <laughs> you think about it. That's all. Make it easier for me to pay you. I mean, this isn't, you know, this isn't rocket science here. Uh, I love that. I love that very much. Um, there was another question that you had. You said something about digital payments. You said something else. I can't remember what that was. Um, It'll come back to me. Can't really remember. Can't really remember. So, I mean, as um, do you find that these carriers are very receptive to wanting to make instant payments? Are you seeing that the larger carriers are better than sometimes the uh, regional carriers that are bringing in and adopting in this technology? No, so we're actually interacting and working with a number of carriers. And, and it's, it's uh, as you can imagine, like in any place, you know, there's early adopters, there's innovators, mm-hmm. and there's some who are waiting or some who are, who are you know, slow. So it's a mixed bag. But at the same time, we're seeing some strong uh, traction in the more near term. But we're seeing good traction on a few, on a few counts. One is, you know, we've actually gone live already with, uh, with disbursements and disbursements, which are real-time disbursements. Mm-hmm. And we're expanding the offering and we're getting some good. So a number of carriers are still in the early stages of that doing pilots, but getting some very, very strong results. We're also working with different carriers around mobiles is what I talked about. So where you can actually present, interact with consumers using a mobile first technology challenge. I, I think the good part is, Jason, that at least, you know, in the past 6, 12, 18 months, we're seeing much more focus mm-hmm. upon user experience, much more focus and reliance upon, let's offer different choices and options. I think that, you know, still, just as you can see in the survey, you know, that 49% of customers are still receiving checks in the mail, whereas they don't want a lot of them. Uh, so clearly there's some catch up that does need to be done by, by the carriers. We're also seeing, you know, that carriers that are not offering those choices, I think, you know, that uh, they, they run a risk of uh, alienating or, you know, at the point about infuriating, like the examples you're giving, Jason, of their customer base in the coming months. So I think we're likely to see that. And therefore we're excited about offering these options, the convenience, the flexibility with the security. Uh, for these digital both payment options as well as disbursement options. Jason. It's just a continuation, if you really think about it, of, of where we're going. So whenever, it, so so with, with digital, um, there used to be, well, that's only for the young people, right? Remember 20, 2008, 2010, oh, that's only for the young people. And so the whole thing was, if you wanted to be digital, if you wanted to be social in your agency, you need to go hire young people. And what we found out was, is that there's a lot of great social digital people who are 23, but there's also a bunch who are 63. And there are also a bunch of 23 year olds who don't know anything about digital. And so, but here's one thing I used to say there, and I think this relates 10 years later, Sanjay, is that as insurance companies, you can say that maybe the customer doesn't want this, but we know this every day, some customer uses your technology with a carrier and then expects it that going forward. And we know that very rarely does someone get a check digitally. The claims adjuster says, okay, we're going to approve this. You should have your check in 10 days. No, they hang up and maybe they get it in an hour or maybe they get it the next day, however that goes. Once you experience that, there's no going back. And so as a carrier, I think basically your, 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 your thought is, is not 
not um, that I'm not going to do this. It's how long can we hang on? How long until the majority of people, how long until the watershed moment comes of now there's so many that it just keeps on coming over. And uh, I think you're setting yourself up, pers- uh, 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 your, your company up, Gray, because our industry does need this greatly, greatly, greatly. Sanjay, I'd like to wrap this up just to keep this uh, right into the point of how it is. Anything that you'd like to say to add? Yeah, no, so Jason, I, I probably just want to reiterate, right? I think that this notion about focusing upon the end consumer, it sounds very basic, but it actually is quite profound. And I think what you also, your point you also just mentioned just before this is that consumers are not just looking at this from the insurance industry or one industry, right? Because you and I are consumers of a variety of things. So we're expecting that level of choice and convenience. You know, what you take a Lyft or an Uber, you walk out, right? Payment is frictionless. You expect that. You order something online, right? You expect the, the service to work flawlessly and mm-hmm. you receive it and the payments to happen flawlessly. So that expectation is being set across multiple industries and consumers are expecting that mm-hmm. in, in the insurance industry and of course other industries as well. So focusing upon that, staying close to that, and then ensuring that those customers are provided the choices that they want. And like I said, you know, we're looking at a lot of focus upon customer choice experience along with mobile first and real time. Uh, besides, you know, the horizon two, horizon three areas that you talked about, you know, that are likely to come around are going to be critical for success. So there will be. I think you'd asked about them being winners and losers. And uh, you know, like personally, I love, love winning, hate losing. And uh, I think a lot of your listeners probably are in the same boat that if they want to be winners, I think they need to stay close to the consumers and give them the choice, particularly in the digital payments area that uh, they want. Sanjay, wrapping up, leaders are readers and readers are leaders. I know that you are a leader. What are you reading right now? Yeah. Uh, so I've actually gone back to, uh, to uh, uh, you know two books that I've actually read. One which is, uh, there was a book called The Last Lecture. I don't know if you've heard of that. Uh, I haven't. It's a very profound, it's a little bit of a sad one, but it's actually about uh, a university professor. It's a real-life story who was uh, diagnosed with terminal cancer and uh, his belief in life and the passion you know, for life, uh, which uh, actually I've like been, been reading you know, recently, which has been very inspirational about just in life and in life's journey. Uh, and the other, which is another interesting book, which I actually just reread recently, is Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance. Uh, it's an old book. Uh, actually, it was okay. assigned and just read that again. Profound theories about life. And then these are outside of the, of the books on digital payments, which I read you know, for the day-to-day, but ones which are more inspirational uh, that I've read and I've, you know, just got to reread both these books uh, in the past months. Sanjay, I, gra- I greatly appreciate your time. I think we got a little bit of insight, a little bit of hope. Uh, I think people like you are the ones who are setting the bar, setting the standard, the threshold for what needs to be accomplished going forward. Um, greatly appreciate it. Oh, thanks so much, uh, Jason. It's been a pleasure uh, talking with you and being on your podcast show. Here's what I want you to take away from this, loyal listeners, that there is hope here. You also have to start considering that sometimes we beat each other up as in our agencies as, am I evolving quick enough? Am I doing what is required to make sure that I'm ahead of the game? And sometimes we concentrate so much on that, we forget the things that he's talking about. What about the consumer that we sell? Do they have great coverages? Do they have great claim service? What does claim service mean anymore? That they pay the claim, that they pay what they're supposed to, but it does it not go 
go further than that to say, how fast do I get paid when we agree to that? Because the whole process needs to be good. One of the things, loyal listeners, that I want you to take away from, from what Sanjay kept saying was the end consumer, right? That's our end consumer too, but in a different process coming out on the backside of the claim of what we sell. You heard me talk about this before, but it's customer service, customer experience, and the new thing, customer excellence. The customer service is how fast are you getting hold of me? Are you doing what the policy says? Are you are you communicating with me in a in a proper way or how I want it done? And altogether, those individual points of customer service make up the customer experience, as we talked about. Loyal listeners, you know this. We speak about this a lot, but it has to do with the customer excellence. Because the customer excellence is what really the consumer is aggregating everything to be. I mean, yes, they have these points of where they took me through in a new way, maybe, um, if you're the consumer. Yes, they, um, they delivered this in a timely fashion. The overall end result was a pretty good experience. But were they, were they considered excellence? And I think excellence is when we start measuring ourselves against somebody else. That's our competitor, right? Because, because a consumer could go through company A and could have a great experience dealing with you and your customer and everything like that. But then they go to another company that they didn't know about and they even have it better over there. The customer is going to start saying, I had good customer service. I had a great experience, which becomes expected. But they also want to say out of these industries, out of these companies, these are the ones that were excellent. And so those are the things that I want you to think about in Sanjay and understanding that we may be the first part of this agents. We may be there at claim time, but you know that it's Sanjay and it's the carrier who are really carrying that and really trying to make that convenient. And we appreciate that very much, uh, Sanjay, for everything that you do. Okay. Thanks so much, Jason. Okay. All right, loyal listeners, you know what I do because I do it for you. Tell me your thoughts and tell me your ideas, and I'm going to tell the world what you have to say. This is Cass. He was Gupta. We're out. Hey, agents, listen to this. Listen to this. What are we terrible at? Think of it. Think of it. Really? We're, we're terrible at training, right? We're not very good at hiring. We're not very good, terrible at firing, actually. Uh, terrible at creating process and some workflows. Terrible at technology and implementing that technology and even knowing what type of technology we want. And the list goes on and on. Now listen, I'm an agency owner and I, you know how it is to, to fix a problem. The first thing you gotta do is you gotta admit you have a problem. Here's what you do. Go to virtualintel.com. Check out what we do because we do all those bad things that you can't do. Really? And you may do one or two of them well. Good for you if you can do them all. Just want you to know you're in the minority. But if you can't do any of them good or you don't even want to do them anymore because it just takes too much mental power, then good for you for realizing that and give us a call. I'm telling you, virtual intelligence, that's what we do. And where we specialize in high quality VEs, not virtual assistants. Look it up. Go to ChatGPT. Put in what's the difference between a virtual assistant and a virtual employee. Enough said. I don't have enough time to go on and on about all the differences on this 60 second commercial. But you've got time to search it and look at it. That's what we do. We deliver high quality VEs. We mix the technology with it. We train them on the technology, give them and the technology to you and you're off to the races. I'm not joking with you. You can call my agency at any time, ask for Lordland. And we do ask her, say, how fast are you able to do quotes? I've actually got a couple videos of it. That's right. We can do five to 10 
carriers in one quote in three to seven minutes. So you give me an auto quote, I can do five to 10 carriers in three to seven minutes. How are we doing it? We're doing it through the technology of virtual intelligence. Give us a call, check us out. You can ask for me personally, I'll do the demo for you. Who are they? Cast Certified.